What is going on, everybody? I hope everyone is doing well. I hope everyone is staying safe in this crazy time right now. But I want to apologize. I'm sorry this took so long. I'm, a lot of crazy things have been happening the last couple, uh, I shouldn't say couple, but the past nine months or so. Um, between buying a house, switching jobs, a lot of crazy things have been going on. But I am glad to be back, and I'm ready to deep uh, dive dive into this. Um, we last left off on the gift of the Holy Ghost, and now we're going to be talking about the gifts of the Spirit. They these are spiritual gifts that our Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ give us, um, and. We can have them as long as we're in the place in our lives where we can receive them. Like if we're worthy of the Spirit to be in our lives. If we're staying on the path that um, of righteousness and we're doing everything that we can to keep the commandments of God. So, following baptism, you get your hands... Uh, or you get hands laid upon your head, and you are given the gift of the Holy Ghost. Through the Holy Ghost, um, He can bless our lives, but not only our lives, we can use it to bless other people's lives. Um, It'll help us teach others, um, learn about the needs of others, um, and and the Holy Ghost is here for us to to help us stay on the path that we need to stay on. The scriptures mention that there are many gifts that come with the Spirit, or that there are many gifts of the Spirit. And after baptism, and once you receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, these spirits are uh, or these gifts are available for you to have in your life. And I'm going to break them down for you um, as we go along. One of my favorite ones, and I only say this because I've seen it, um, and I've been able to witness it, but it's the gifts of the Spirit, or the gift of tongues, or not gifts of the Spirit, that's what we're talking about. It's the gift of tongues. Um, Sometimes when a missionary goes out to the mission field to teach the gospel, um, they are required to teach in a different language. Um, I had a cousin go to Poland. I had a brother-in-law go to El Salvador. Um, I had a brother go to Salvador, Brazil. Um, I've had cousins go to Mexico. Um, I had another brother go to Romania, or brother-in-law go to Romania. So all these family members of mine, they've had to spend a couple months in a missionary training center focusing on the language that they're teaching. Um, And then they would go into their area. Um, So a couple cousins of mine, they spent two months in um, a missionary training center who they went to Mexico. Um, they didn't know um, very much Spanish. They 
knew Spanish because um, our grandpa um, served his mission in Mexico, and he uh, kept up with his uh, Spanish, and so he would teach us little bits here and there. And um, one of my cousins, I remember him telling me that within six months of being in the mission field, this wasn't in Mexico, this was in a different area, but in uh, six months of being in um, the country that he was in, he was able to understand and teach in that language. Usually, you know, you, you would think that it takes a while to pick up on a certain language. But he was able to, to read, write, teach, understand, speak, everything within six months of being in that country. That, to me, is just awesome. Because it, it, it tells me that the Lord wants everybody to hear his word, hear, hears, hear his message. Um, there's another example um, about a elder um, whose name was El Alonzo A. Hinckley. He was a missionary who went to Holland. He, um, who, he understood and spoke very little Dutch, even though he prayed and studied really hard. Um, when he returned to a home that he had visited before, a lady opened uh, the door and spoke to him very, very angrily in Dutch. Um, and it amazed him that he could understand every single word. He felt a strong desire to bear his testimony in her, uh, to her in Dutch. He began to speak, and the words came out very clearly in Dutch. But when he returned to show his mission president that he could speak Dutch, the ability had left him. So that is just, it's just awesome that the Lord was able to work through him to um, have this missionary spare his testimony in Dutch. But then when he went to go use it to tell his mission president that he could do it, it was, it had, it, you know, he wasn't able to right then and there. Um, so the, the Lord works through us to teach those, um, and to, bring those closer to um to him so speaking of the gift of tongues we also believe in the gift of inter um, interpretation of tongues this gift is sometimes given to us when we do not understand the language um and in that language is someone speaking to us and we need to re- receive an important message we then can understand what's being um told for example uh, President David O. McKay had a great desire to speak to the saints in New Zealand without an interpreter. He told them that he hoped that the Lord would bless them, that they could understand him. He spoke in English. Uh, his message listed about 40 minutes, or lasted about 40 minutes, and he, as he spoke, he could tell by the expression of many of their faces that tears in their eyes that they were receiving the message. The gift, another one, is the gift of translation. If we have been called by leaders of the church um, to translate the word of the Lord, we can receive a gift to translate beyond our natural ability. Uh, As with all these gifts, we must live righteously, study hard, and pray to receive it. When we do these things, 
when we study hard, pray, and live righteously, the Lord causes us to feel a burning inside concerning the uh, correctness of these translations. Joseph Smith had the gift of translation when he translated the Book of Mormon. This gift came to him when he was in tune with the Spirit. Let me talk about the gift of wisdom. Let's go back here. Let's see. Some of us have been blessed with the ability to understand people and the principles of the gospel as they apply to or when they apply in our lives. We are told in James chapter 1, verse 5 through 7, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that giveth to all men liberally, and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. But let him, let him ask in faith, nothing wavering, for he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. For, for let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. He has told us, the Lord has told us, seek not for riches, but for wisdom, and behold, mysteries of God shall be unfolded unto you. Let's talk about the gift of knowledge. This one I really like. Um, I like to learn. I like to um, study about the gospel, hence why the podcast I like to I not only do I like to teach but I also like to learn as well um so everyone who becomes like heavenly father um eventually knows all things the knowledge of of God and his laws is revealed by the Holy Ghost we cannot be saved if we are ignorant of these laws if um the Lord has taught us that if a person gains more knowledge and intelligence in this life through his diligence and obedience than other, um, he will have so much the advantage in the world to come. The Lord has commanded us to learn as much as we can about his work. Uh, he wants us to learn about heavens, the earth, things that have happened or will happen, the things at home or in foreign lands. However... There are those who try to gain knowledge by their own study alone. And I found this out, that if we study alone without praying to seek guidance from Heavenly Father, Jesus Christ, on where to go, the, it, just, it, doesn't, it just doesn't work. They, um, the Holy Ghost is not there to teach us and to touch our hearts on what on, on what we're learning who they they do not ask for the help of the holy ghost they uh, they are those who are always learning but never arrive at the truth the only way to seek the truth or the only way to find out if it's true or not is to pray about it when we receive knowledge by revelation from the holy ghost his spirit speaks to our minds and our hearts Let's see, man, there, there is a lot to go over. The gift of teaching and wisdom and knowledge. Some people are given um, a special ability to explain and testify the truths of the gospel. This gift can be used when we teach a class or a podcast. <laughs> uh, it can be used by parents to teach their children. 
This gift also helps us instruct others um, so they can understand the gospel. Let's see. The gift of knowing that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. This has been the gift of prophets and apostles who have been called as a special witness of Jesus Christ. However, others are also given this gift. Every single person can have a testimony through the whisperings of the Holy Spirit. President David O. McKay has taught, It is given unto some, says the Lord in the Doctrine and Covenants, to know by the Holy Ghost that Jesus is the Son of God and that He was crucified for the sins of the world. It is to these I refer who stand firm upon the rock of revelation in the testimony of bearing or in the testimony that they bear to the world. So the so this gift is our own personal testimony of knowing that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He is a resurrected being. He was crucified for for us, he took upon himself our, or he took upon himself the sins of the world. The next one is the gift of believing the testimony of others. So someone can stand face to face with you and tell you that they that they believe what they believe. That they believe that the um, that Christ is the Son of God. Um. But sometimes people, you say something and someone doesn't believe you. Um, this gift of believing the testimony of others comes with this. It's, it helps you understand what someone is, is bearing truth of. Because it's by the power of the Holy Ghost, we may know the truth of all things. If someone's bearing, if if someone's looking at you in the face, they're bearing the testimony at you, and um, a warm sensation comes over you. That to me is the gift of the Holy Ghost, bearing witness that it is true of what they're saying. If we want to know whether someone is speaking the truth, we must ask God in faith. If you want to know what my podcast has been all about, I challenge you. I challenge you to get on your knees and pray and ask what I'm talking about is true. If the thing we are praying about is true, the Lord will speak in peace to our minds. In this way, we can know when someone else, even the prophet, has received revelation. Nephi asked the Lord to let him see, feel, and know that his father's dream was true. When, when, um, when I was on my mission, we had um, uh, uh, we had an apostle come and visit us in Washington, Tacoma, and Russell Ballard. I'll never forget it. And we had a meeting with him. We all met together as a big group, and we had a meeting. And he was taking questions and answers, or he was taking, you know, it was a Q&A type of meeting at, at the end. Um, but before this meeting, our mission president told us, don't ask him anything stupid. Don't ask anything stupid. And we had a missionary stand up, 
Um, and, it, you know, it wasn't a stupid question, but it was a question that wasn't necessary. Because we all knew, because we all know the answer. Um, and I'm not going to say who it was. He's a real, he's a real dear friend of mine. Um, but he stood up and he asked if any of the, um, apostles and prophets, um, since Joseph Smith have seen God, the father and Jesus Christ. You know, it's, it's a legit, it's a legitimate question, but you should know that God speaks through revelation. And, um, to me personally, um, I believe that he's visited the prophets since Joseph Smith, because when Joseph Smith restored the gospel, restored the church, the first vision, he saw God the Father and Jesus Christ. I believe that's that's happened with every single prophet that has lived since Joseph Smith. But he didn't answer the question like we thought he was going to answer. We thought he was just going to blow the question off. But he said, if you're in tune with the Spirit and you're paying close attention to what um, a prophet or when a prophet is bearing their testimony or an apostle is bearing their testimony, you can tell if they've been in the presence of God. I don't know why I just brought that up, but that was just something that's that I've that I've always had had with me um and but he bore his testimony on it he he's always bore his testimony on, or he bore his testimony when he spoke about that with us and the gift of believing the testimony of others me and my companion we went home and we prayed about the things that we learned from M Russell Ballard that day um and later that night, we were um, planning and getting ready for the next day. And he brought up that question that was asked and his response. And we both knew that M. Russell Ballard was telling the truth. We knew because we had the gift of believing of the testimony. If you want to know something... If you want to know whether someone is telling the, the truth about the gospel, go pray about it. If you want to know about the Book of Mormon, Moroni challenges everybody to pray about the Book of Mormon at the very end. You read this book. You read and read and read and read. In the last chapter, it talks about if you want to know if these things are true, get on your knees and pray. And ask in the name of Christ. And Moroni gives us a promise that ye will know that it is true. Just like I know that you will know that this is true. Let's continue. Gift of prophecy. Those who receive true revelations about the past, present, or the future have the gift of prophecy. Prophets have this gift. But we too can have it to help us govern our own lives. Let's go to let's go to Corinthians. First Corinthians fourteen thirty nine says, Whoever wherefore, brethren, uh, covet to prophecy and forbid not to speak with tongues. We may receive revelations from God for ourselves and our own callings, but never for the church or its leaders. 
It is contrary to the order of heaven for a person to receive revelation for someone whom he or she does not preside. If we truly have the gift of prophecy, we will not receive any revelation that does not agree with what the Lord has said in the scriptures. I cannot receive revelation for my neighbor. I can't go to my neighbor's house and say, hey, you're supposed to do this. Do not go here. I, you're supposed to go on this path. You're supposed to go here. No, that's not how it works. I have rev- I receive revelation for my family. Because I um, preside over my family. I can help my kids. I can help my spouse. My, my spouse can help me. But I cannot have revelation for someone else. Going back to us moving to Texas. I've shared this story many of times. When me and my wife... Um, when I got the offer to get have a job out in Texas, we I called her on the phone. I told her, I said, what do you want to do? What do you want to do? It was a big step for us. It was a, the best, one of the best things we've ever done. But it was a huge step in our lives. And we didn't know what we, what we should do. I had about a 30-minute drive home. She was at home. Kids were in bed. I told her, I'm going to hang up the phone. I'm going to pray about it. You pray about it. We'll talk about it when I get home. Got off the phone. Ten minutes later, I'm about halfway home or so. She called me. I, li- I had the phone in my hand to call her. But at the same time, we knew that we we were going to Texas. Because the... Because we had the gift of prophecy. We knew. We received that revelation of where we needed to go. Gift of healing. Some of us have the faith to heal. Others have the faith to be healed. We can, we can all exercise the faith to be healed when we are ill. Many who hold the priesthood have the gift of healing the sick. Others may, given, may be given a knowledge of how to cure illness. So, doctors, nurses, this is a good one, the gift of healing. You need to know certain practices. Yeah, the book may tell you this, but you may be inspired to do something else, and it works. I shared this story with my dad, um, where he had, or he was going in for his consult on his um, therapy, or his treatment. It wasn't chemo. It wasn't uh, any furon, I think is what it was called. It wasn't radiation. Um, but he was going through, a, um, when he had his cancer, um, the treatment that they put him on was making his white, white blood cell count very high and very dangerous. It could kill him. They took him off the medication. His cancer got came back out or... or it was very vicious. It was really bad. He was going back for a consult to see what else they could do besides the uh, treatment that they were doing because it, his his blood cell count was too high. So he called me up and he asked me for a blessing, a blessing of healing. 
And when I got to the house, we sat in the we sat in the living room, and the moment I put my hands on my dad's head, I that's the last thing I remember. And the only reason why I know this is because he told me a couple days later. But I don't remember what I told him. Sometimes that happens to to people who are in tune with the Spirit. Because I believe that the Lord took over the words that were coming out of my mouth. And it was the Lord's words, not mine. The Lord took over the words, and he was actually talking to my dad through the spirit. But my dad told me that in the prayer and the blessing that I gave him, that he would be, um, that the medicine will work or that the treatment will work. Um, and that he would be able to begin the process of healing. His body would be able to begin to heal itself like it should. And that the treatment will work and everything will be okay. He went to the doctor and the and they put him on the treatment and they tested him the next day and everything was working like it should. Everything was fine. His white blood cell count was fine. All his numbers were fine. It was fighting the cancer like it should have been. Everything was working like it was supposed to. That's because I had the gift of healing. I was in tune with the Spirit. Now, you may have the gift of healing. But you also need to have the faith to be healed. My dad knew and had the faith that I had the power to heal him. You got to act on faith for it to work. The gift of working miracles. The Lord has blessed his people many times in miraculous ways. When the pioneers in Utah planted their first crops, the plague of locusts nearly destroyed them. The pioneers prayed that the Lord would save their crops. So, he sent sequels. And guess what? If you go to if you go to Utah this day, you'll still still you'll still see seagulls. It's really weird. Because I'm 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 the one if I see a seagull, I'm going to you know, I'm at the beach. Like we went to the beach last summer. <laughs> seagulls took a taco right out of my wife's hand. Dang birds. The Lord saved the crops and he um when we need Help and ask in faith. It is for our good. The Lord, um, the Lord, will work miracles for us. If we, if if we ask it in faith, it'll happen. Now, let's go to the last one: the gift of faith. The brother of Jared had great faith because of his faith. He received other gifts. His faith was so great that the Savior appeared to him. Without faith, no other gift can be given. Moroni, going back to Moroni, remember I talked about asking in faith. Moroni promises, whoso believeth in Christ, doubting nothing, whatsoever he shall ask the Father in the name of Christ, it shall be granted him. 
We should seek to increase our faith, find out our gifts, and we should use them daily. And if not daily, use them when the time, when, when the time is right. Some people lack faith and deny that these gifts of the Spirit actually exist. Well, here's what Moroni has to say. And again, I speak unto you who deny the revelations of God and say that they are done away, that there are no revelations, nor prophecies, nor gifts, nor healings, nor speaking with tongues and interpretation of tongues. Behold, I say unto you that he that denieth these things knoweth not the gospel of Christ, yea, he has not read the scriptures, if so, he does not understand them. So, in conclusion, these gifts are for us to, for us to use. We have the Holy Ghost. Now it's the Holy Ghost's um, turn to give us these gifts, as long as we're faithful. The Lord has said, for, for all have not every gift given unto them. For there are many gifts, and to every man is given a gift by the Spirit of God. To some it is given one, and to some is given another, that all may be profited thereby. To develop these gifts, we must find out which gifts we have. We do this by praying and fasting, and we should seek after the best gifts. Sometimes patriarchal blessings will help us know which gifts we have been given. We must obedient and be obedient and be faithful to be given our gifts. We then should use these gifts to do the work of the Lord. They are not given to satisfy or cure or our curiosity or to prove anything to us because we lack faith. Of, um, of spiritual gifts, the Lord said, they are given to uh, for the benefit of those who love me and, and will keep my commandments and make uh, or and him that seeketh to do so. But with our gifts, we must be careful. Because Satan will imitate these gifts and make you think that, um, make you think you're on the right path. Moses had to com uh, compete with Satan's imitations in Pharaoh's court. We learned about this in Exodus. Satan wants us to believe in his false prophets, false healers, false miracle workers. They may be appear they may appear to be so real to us that the only way to know is to ask God for the gift of discernment. Gift of discernment is to whether or not, whether we find out, or it's a way for us to tell if someone's lying or telling the truth. The devil himself can appear as an angel of light. Satan wants to blind us to the truth and keep us from seeking the true gifts of the Spirit. So when, when we find our gift, when you're baptized and you receive the gift of the Holy Ghost and you endure your life and you find the gift that you have, we must be careful with, with what gift we have. The Lord said, A commandment I give unto, you, give unto them that they shall not boast themselves of these things, neither speak them before the world, for these things are given unto you for your profit and for, your profit and for salvation. These gifts are sacred. Once you find it, don't be boasting it out. Be like, hey, I healed this guy. I healed this guy. I share my examples that I've done with, with uh, healing my dad. I share that 
because it's sacred not it's sacred to me but I want to share my experience I'm not ho- holding it over people's heads saying I can do this I can do that no I'm sharing my life experience that I've had that's what this podcast is about is about teaching you the gospel principles but it is also sharing my life experience with you so that way you can know what I've gone through and how I've gotten to be where I am today once again thank you for listening thank you for being here and again finding out whether or not someone is telling the truth by prayer and by faith if you want to know if if uh, I'm telling you the truth if you want to know about these things if you want to know if they're true or not get on your knees and pray I challenge you do it um but that's it for tonight, everybody. Again, man, way to jump back into this, man. This has been this has been awesome. I appreciate everyone listening and being a part of this. Um, please drop me a line, and if you want to participate in and share your um, testimony or share your opinions about. Christ, or maybe, you know, you found your gift and you would like to share. I know these gifts are sacred, but if you want to share your testimony on your gift of the Spirit, I welcome it. Just drop me a line and we'll we'll make it happen. Until next time, guys, we'll see you.